Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. Hey, is that Bill Paxton again? It's time for... I never saw that. It is Bill Paxton again, Jen. It is! Yep, and my first note was, oh no, Bill Paxton and Tom Arnold. Oh yeah, Tom Arnold. I mean, Bill Paxton doesn't bother me actively bother me I like talked Tom about Arnold it last does. week. Bill Paxton's like fine. I he just kind of annoys me. In this one though, I actually I was proved wrong this week because last week part of what I said my problem with him was was that he was always the same guy and uh, he's definitely a very different guy in this very different. in uh True Lies, which is what we watched this week. Mm-hmm. This is uh 1994, so it was 2 years before, so maybe he he grew up and became a man in between the time of this. Well, he's better in this. He so. got into Twisters. Yeah, but he's better in this, so he should have, I don't know, ended kept, things. Kept playing lying, sniveling, whiny little assholes. Yeah, it was funny. Creepy fucks. It was funny, at least, you know? He's not like the uh, holier-than-thou, like, d- dude man, you know? He does have a pretty sweet name, though. I don't even remember what his real name is, but they call him Carlos the Jackal. Oh, they do? Yeah. Why do I feel like I've heard that before? Is that a thing people say from this movie? Probably. Hmm. The other thing people say from this movie when they're talking to horses is... <laughs> what kind of a cop are you anyway? And they also say, you're fired. That's a common <laughs> so, phrase that people say to each other. You're fired. And it's from this movie. Before you shoot someone off of a missile. First time... Well, just in a lot of contexts. Now it's usually used um, in an employment context. But the first time it was ever uttered in the English language was actually 1994's True Lies, directed by James Cameron. Speaking of you're fired, because this is just like a good connection between Arnold Schwarzenegger and Donald Trump, because they're both politicians, Arnold Schwarzenegger was our Republican governor when we lived in California. And I remember being so embarrassed when he got elected, like, what the fuck? This is such a joke. Um, But what do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger thinks of Donald Trump? I, I bet he's not a fan. I bet he's not a fan. So are you saying you were like super, super embarrassed, but then I did hear you say like, but Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, he's charismatic and he's, he's Well, I was saying that when we than, were watching the movie. Yeah. Oh, he's a zillion times better than Trump. I mean, and I'm no lover of Republicans, but I'm also no lover of Democrats. If Arnold Schwarzenegger was president, it would probably be... Just as good as Joe Biden being president, for example. So then did you, after watching this movie, was it like a roller coaster ride for you? Did you go back down on the Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. Likeability scale? I mean, I don't don't like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm just saying. um, I mean, look, in the beginning of this movie, I thought it was going to be funny. I thought he was going to be funny and charming and stuff. Well, it's described as an action a spy action comedy film yeah 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 no that's what it is supposed to be anyway uh yeah (laughs) i don't know how much we wanted to talk about you know politics and arnold schwarzenegger and donald trump and stuff but yeah well before we get into it let's do something else super see you in the funny papers 
the In the Funny Papers. In the Funny Papers. Today we're digging deep, Jen. What does that mean? Um, we are going to talk about a comic strip that I've never heard of. Holy shit. But it was running uh, weekly or daily in our local newspaper here. I got this off the microfiche down at the public library. <laughs> so this is specifically from Olympia, which... No, 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 no. Oh. No, it's a syndicated, hugely syndicated thing. I had just never heard of it or seen oh. it before. okay. And let's take care of some old business first before I get into this. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it makes, it'll make sense after... We is it about, about last week's it's about last the funny weeks. papers? Yeah. So we didn't get the joke last week. <laughs> we were confused about the meaning and the intent behind the comic as a whole. Sure. Uh, there was some discussion in our Facebook group that um, someone put it better than we could say it during the podcast. They said that he was referring to his internal plumbing. No, you said that on the podcast. I didn't say those words, but that's I what I was said getting at. That was a stretch, but I think that is the only possible explanation. So, yeah, I was just. Um, I wanted to put that out there that, yes, that's what we were getting at. They they were speaking about their internal plumbing and a plumber showed up and that was supposed to be the joke um, and, you know, digestion and poops and stuff. Funny yep. things, uh-huh. funny topics. Um, so what are we cleaning up here? Well, so I was just commenting on that, just that someone pointed out what the joke was and I think they were correct. Um, okay. But I hope... You're making me so nervous right now. I am hoping that our fans... Uh, and listeners will also be able to decipher this week's pile of shit. Fucking Christ, twice in a row. This is a comic called Willie and Ethel. Are those humans? Yes, they are humans. I mean, I'm assuming. I don't know much. I didn't do a lot of research, but there are two people in this two-panel comic. Uh, One's a woman and one's a man. I feel like it's possible I've heard of Willie and Ethel. Willie and Ethel. So it's by Joe Martin. Joe Martin also does a comic called Mr. Boffo, which I feel like I have heard. B-O-F-F-O? Correct. Hmm. I think that one is a one-panel comic, often. Maybe not. I could be wrong. Um, but I feel like I, true. I've heard of Mr. Bafo. Um, I had never heard of Willie and Ethel. Um, I have some more information after we read this comic, oh, but let's get into great. it. We, I love more information. It's just two panels. About this. Uh, the first panel is, it's pretty long. It's like, it's almost a, like a 16 by 9, you know, HDTV ratio, because it's, it's the normal comic strip length but it's just two panels instead of three which they typically are um, I see. so this is a long panel so each one is long that's what she said i guess yeah um, yeah so in this comic uh joe martin has drawn two characters um <laughs> ethel is to our left willie is on the right they're sitting at a table oh it seems that you're making some pretty big gender assumptions i am i, I am. mean like how do you know well, I can use context clues because I grew up <laughs> in a society the and it was the 90s. <laughs> and it's a comic running in a, mm-hmm. well, you know, syndicated in many different yeah. newspapers across the country. Right. And the way these particular people are drawn is very stereotypical. Okay. Um, Tell me about it. Ethel got big titties or something. Okay, uh, <clears throat> just gonna take my headphones off and maybe put some earplugs in and carry on by myself here. Uh, so it's a very sparse drawing. We see a table in the foreground. Ethel's sitting with an arm on the table and she's holding a coffee cup. Um, she has a tank top on. Could be a dress. I don't know. Can't see under the table. We see a little bit of a back of a chair there. Just it does. The lines don't quite meet the table, so it's like Joe wasn't giving it his full effort this time. 
He's just like, oh, they'll get the idea. It's a, there's a fucking chair there. There's nothing on the wall behind them, except in the upper right corner, it looks like there's a pipe coming out of the wall and like turning and going out of view. Okay. Well, I feel, I just feel like we should take a second to acknowledge the fact that that is just a style of drawing. It it's is. It's not actually that he half-assed it. No, it's it is a like... style of drawing. And okay. that's not this style. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is just, he didn't draw shit on this. It's like. Except for those titties. He didn't titties. draw very much. Am I right? Not, I mean, they're not, you can't really tell. But she, <laughs> I will say that her arm is approximately the same width and maybe mm. girth, because I'm guessing she's three-dimensional, as her head, her entire head. Uh-huh. Her arm is massive. Wow. It's a thick, sausage arm. Um, her hair is just like one line. It just goes one curl. It's like if a child's drawing a cloud or how I draw a cloud, just some poofy <laughs> things. Uh-huh. Um, it's just like one, two, and then one really big Like sticking out of the thing. back of her head like, yeah. like a ponytail? No, it's just like a big round. It's like a short haircut. I see. Okay. Um, not again. Not a lot of effort put mm-hmm. into the hair, um, <laughs> and her eyes are half closed. You know, heavy lidded, kind of that the comic shorthand for like I'm tired. I'm or really I've depressed had and this, like or... fed up with this. Blah blah yeah, blah yeah, blah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I look like right now. Correct. You get it. <laughs> um, also hanging there is a bear light bulb. There's a string coming down with like a, a knob bear light and bulb, just like a it's light shaped bulb. like a bear. Like a little yogi bear or like a um, smoky bear or just a generic bear. What bear? What bear is it, Micah? I, I don't know. Give me more options. Uh, uh, keep going. Um, uh, this is your uh, ridiculous uh, idea. You UCLA Bruin, for example. It's specifically a UCLA Bruin okay, bear. Neat. In that's this neat. black and white comic, I can tell that it's blue huh. and gold. And... So that's funny that they put in so much effort. Like so much detail on that. No, it's on the light it's bulb. It's not funny. It's a bare light bulb. Jen, B A R E. No shade, no fixture, no just a string hanging down, a black little dot for like a switch, maybe. And then the light bulb is like maybe it's hand blown. Maybe it's like an artisan light bulb and it's actually really nice. But it what it looks like is just a shitty almost circle. <laughs> okay. Is what this person drew. Joe Martin. You've mentioned the artist's name so many times. I don't think uh-huh. you usually get, do that. I'll get to why, don't worry. Oh, no. So next to Ethel, um, I'm guessing, is a man named Willie sitting there also. Wait, what do you mean I'm guessing? Oh, you're just guessing, guessing that it's Willie. That, yeah, Willie and oh. Ethel, yeah. So Willie is bald, has that every, every single man in the comics mm-hmm. has the same haircut. Bald on yep. top, ring around the back. <laughs> and a couple of hairs on top usually. No, not on this one. Really? Uh, yeah. So... Heavy lids again, um, round oval nose, no mouth. Uh, <laughs> Ethel's mouth is just a, a like black circle that comes out of like the top of her neck, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, that's how ladies' mouths be. Yeah, they're you always know what I mean? like the top of their necks. Or um, just talking out of the top of our necks, like they say. Willie is sitting. Also, you can see the back of his chair. He's facing away from Ethel. They're sitting at a round table, or actually it's square. I can see that it's a square. It's like a card table type thing, but I can just see the top in this one. But they're both sitting facing the same direction. So like his back is mostly to her. And he's got one arm on the table. And he is holding up um, what I, I, I mean, it's just a series of angled lines drawn. So it <laughs> could be like, part of a cardboard box that he's folding up. Okay. It could be a newspaper. Yeah. But there's nothing on it. It's okay. a blank. 
He didn't bother to draw anything on the... And you don't know what it is? I from... think it's a newspaper. I would assume that it's... He's sitting there reading it like this. Oh, like I he would see. read a he's newspaper. holding it out like, okay. But it's just the outline of it. There's no details. There's nothing drawn on it. So maybe that it was a slow news day, or maybe he's <laughs> just like folding up a, a really well-starched pillowcase. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And he is kind of listening to Ethel. You can see his head is turned a little bit, so he's listening. So Ethel says... Here's a depressing thought. Oh, boy. Second panel. You ready? Yep. Final panel. Jesus Christ. That We've was all the first panel. zoomed out a little panel. bit. Um, there's, on the left, there's a refrigerator. And I can tell because there's a, a like a tall rectangle with a little rectangle kind of in the middle, like a handle. And then above that, there's a half circle. So it's this is like a domed freezer on top of their fridge, I guess. What? Um, and there are some lines Never. down on the bottom. Have I heard of that? No, it's just, it's a shitty rectangle. He didn't take the time to draw it <laughs> So it's square. not supposed to be a dome. So it's just like, let me do this real quick. <laughs> okay. okay, and then there might be a cat in front of the fridge, or it could just be like shiny reflectionness from a metal fridge. Um, but it it's like, there are ears Does I can almost make it a matter? face. If not, just can no, we move on? No, but it's like... It it's supposed to just be reflection off of an appliance, I believe, but it looks like a cat. Okay. So it's confusing. Who cares though? So they're sitting in the square table. Um, Ethel's still talking, holding her coffee. Like they always do. He's still in the same position. Um, I can see now that Ethel is in fact wearing a dress with like tank top straps on top because it go it looks like it goes all the way down. Mm-hmm. It's like mid thigh length dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says. Just to recap, nope, before we don't. get to what she said, what she says in this panel, this is a two-panel comic, and this yeah. is the final panel. We get it. Willie doesn't talk Here's anywhere in this comic. Here's a depressing thought. Let's hear it. And what she says, yep. last thing that's going to happen. Yeah. I could have everything I ever dreamed of for under a hundred dollars. <laughs> You're laughing. That's not what I was expecting. Your, just your whole thing right now, which is like, <laughs> like making sure I know that that's like nothing is coming after well, that. Well, I've talked about this before. We sometimes I worry when I read them. Did I crop this picture wrong? <laughs> this one, I, I actually thought about it. I went back and looked again and made sure that I didn't fuck this up. Okay, wait, wait. Okay. What else can you tell me about Ethel in the first panel? What is she looking at? What is she doing again? She's looking at Willie. She has a coffee cup in her hand. That's it. That's it. There's no other... In the second panel, I can see her left arm is also up on the table. She's like shifted and put both arms up on the table. So she has two arms. That's uh, that's as much information as I can give you about this person. And either... Shit is really fucking cheap where they live, and they're not suffering through our record level inflation. Or she doesn't have big dreams. I can tell you that about her. One of those things. Maybe. Here's here's what I honestly think in this case is that this is an old copy. Like you said, the newspaper is blank. I'm wondering if actually in the original you could see an ad in the newspaper no. or something. Nope. Like for um, a pair of shoes or I'm some bullshit that ladies are into. Again, and I did not mention this, but he's still reading the paper and you can see that it's totally blank on the inside and outside. He's just reading an empty sheet of paper. I know, but I'm just saying, is it possible that... It's not possible. That 
It didn't get faded. Nope. (laughs) Mm -mm. Okay. Nope. This is it. Joe Martin. Here's a depressing thought. I could have everything I ever dreamed of for under $100. You're right, Ethel. That is depressing for multiple reasons on multiple levels. Let me tell you a little bit about Joe Martin. I went to his website because I was like, why have I never heard of Willie and Ethel? Um, Mystery? That's where I learned he also creates uh, Kafo... uh, that's where I learned he also creates a comic called Mr. Boffo and another one called Cats with Hands, um, <laughs> which actually, that, that sounds, sounds like there's a concept there mm-hmm. um, that could be interesting. There's a little section of his bio that is in bold, and I thought I would share it. Oh, no. In 2000, the Guinness Book of World Records recognized Martin as the world's most prolific cartoonist. Those are all in, all like title caps. Okay. That's a title, apparently. Most prolific, because he makes three? Prolific cartoonists. Listen, attesting to the fact that since 1979, Martin has been a very busy man, responsible for writing and drawing three comic strips simultaneously Mr. Boffo, Willie and Ethel, and Cats with Hands, totaling 1,300 jokes yearly and over 22,000 published since 1978. Yes. I have an issue with one word I just said. Can you tell me what word it is? I don't know, because I don't know. Jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totaling 1,300 jokes. I had the same issue, but here's the also the thing is that if you're writing... Okay, first of all, we now understand why it appears that he put so little effort into his comics. He has no time. Okay. He's doing the best he can, Micah. And secondly, I think sometimes um, one out of those 1,300 jokes a year is going to... You're going to accidentally write some bullshit and forget... What you wrote, maybe, and forget or, that you didn't write a punchline. Alternatively, thirdly, or two A to add on to what you're saying, <laughs> somebody call Guinness real quick because this motherfucker only wrote twenty one thousand one hundred ninety nine jokes because that wasn't a joke. There was no joke. Twenty one thousand? You mean twelve hundred ninety nine? It says it says thirteen hundred. Is says what you yearly said? And over twenty two thousand published since nineteen seventy eight. Oh well, you didn't say that part. And I did. So I did read confusing. that part. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, so take it back. I think there's Guinness only. Book of World Records. I think there's only one thing. We take can, it back. There's only one thing we can do about this, and that is to read another one of his comics next week, either Willie and Ethel or one of the other ones. Incorrect. No, we have to. I'm serious. If you don't. I quit the podcast. I'm well. I'm I submitting. I have to know whether I'm, he ever writes jokes. I uh, make a motion to formally submit a rules change to the Seeing the Funny Papers Rules Committee. Um, we can vote on it next Which time is we meet. What? And the rule I would like to change is that we aren't going to read every single comic in existence. <laughs> We're going to cover everything between 1994 and 1996, with the exception of Willie and Ethel, Mister <laughs> Boffo, and Cats with Hands. <laughs> No, no, disagree. Don't. I'm on the committee and I vote no. So, well, but you're you're you have a non voting position on how the committee. Is that, how is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> you also don't have viewing capabilities. Rights. So, <laughs> I don't have viewing rights <laughs> or voting rights. So, fuck off. Sorry about that. See you in the funny paper soon. Okay, well, I guess I'm going to try to move on emotionally from that. Yeah, the good news is um, True Lies probably looks better as a, a piece of it work doesn't. that was created in comparison to the comic that was no. described. No? 
No. Still didn't like it. Listen, um, we've been doing summer block. We've been doing summer blockbusters. This is number four, if I'm correct. Yeah, sounds right. We did Independence Day. Yep. Mission Impossible, Twister. Yeah, this is number yep. four. This is by far the worst. This one. Of those four shitty I movies, thought, this is the worst. I thought that people were into this one or that there was something compelling about this one. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Um, Completely wasted. Yeah, she's not great. I, don't, I mean, don't love her character. It's offensive, I, actually. It's not just that she like they didn't give her much to work with. Like everything about this movie is pretty offensive. It's it's um it's not funny. Um, it's racist. It's sexist, mm-hmm. and it's not funny. Mm-hmm. And also, the plot doesn't make sense. On top of that, but so, there's lots of good special effects for the time. And lots of really, really boring action sequences that are unbelievable. Because well, it's a spy action comedy film. So we watched this in two installments. The first time we watched it, we only watched like a half an hour because it was late at night or something. And I was really bored. The beginning of this movie bored me. The end of the movie with the big, you know, uh, climax That's what she scenes. said. What do you mean by that, Micah? Just the big, you said big climax. Yeah, what do you mean by that? This is my new thing when people say that's what she said. If it's not me saying it, then I'm going to say, You're gonna please explain that to me literal in detail. Details. <laughs> Except that what, that one actually does make sense. So it's not very good. I mean, a climax is a clearly defined thing sexually. So, but you know, sometimes people say that's what she said about. Things that it's like, like kind of like a stretch. Yeah, so this is not. So anyway, the... The big final two action scenes yeah, are, I mean, I was at least, like, not bored. I can give you that. You were engaged, partially. Sure. I mean, it was still too long, <laughs> sure. and I was like, when is this movie going to end? Okay, let's talk about just some boring details. Um, Why would we want to do that? This was Why do we want to talk about boring things? Because they're more interesting than the plot of the movie. Then let's not. Um, this was directed by James Cameron. Uh, oh my God, it was? How yeah. did I miss that? Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, obviously. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Arnold, we've mentioned. Um, fuck that guy. Uh, Art Malik, I'm probably saying his name wrong. He plays the big bad terrorist villain. He's, right, right. He's of Arab descent. The Arab, you, guys, you mean. It's the 90s. Uh, Tia Carrere, Bill Paxton. Yep. Um, with I think he had my haircut. I had the same haircut. Mm, really? Because his really looked like a bad wig to Yeah, me. <laughs> lots of unfortunate things happening. Tia Carrere was good. Tia Carrere was good. I mean, yeah. she's good as her character. I mean, um, she's evil Asian lady, yeah. but, you know, whatever. Eliza Dushku, um, who did went on- Did you say on... douche? I did. <gasps> I did. That's her name. So uh, she went on to be How do you things. spell that? D-U-S-H-K-U. That's correct. Grant Heslov. Which we have seen. Love him. We've seen him before. Yeah, I love him. He opens this movie sitting in a van, van with, with headphones, headphones on. on. Don't do that. He opens this movie sitting in a van with headphones on, remotely like monitoring something that's going on. And the Is... first time we saw him on this podcast was just recently. He was also, his character was sitting in a van. Yeah, was that with Mission Impossible? On. No, he was in Mantis. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is the curly-haired dude. Yeah. And who he, also is the only brown person. He was part of like the TV crew in that. And on this, he's on Arnold Schwarzenegger's team. Right. He's, he's the only guy. like not white person on the... 
you know, yeah. the good guys team. Yeah. I mean, really, there's nobody. Like, there's no you're white or you're the bad guy. In yeah, this it's movie. pretty much. I mean, we see a lot of extras running around and stuff. It's pretty much just Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tom Arnold, uh, Grant Heslov, and we see one other person who's like the head of. I don't. I didn't write down what their. It's like the Omega Force. I think is the name of their agency within the CIA or something. Um, the last line of defense, it says. And um, the boss of Omega Force is Charlton Heston. He only has like two scenes in it, but what? he has an eye patch. Charlton Heston was in this yes. movie we just watched? <laughs> yes, we talked about it no, while we watched it. I did not talk about it. He had a fucking eye patch. I don't remember this. What is wrong with me? I don't know. You were just so was into it the, the movie. First, was it the first time we watched? It was both. Oh my god! He has one scene at the beginning and one at the end, and he's the typical like you need to bring me more information than this. This isn't a lead. You can't go any further with this investigation. The only and then at the end he's like, "You did a good job." The only excuse I have is that I was so checked out for this movie. I, I it's not. I wasn't like doing something else on my phone or anything. I was not like distracted by something else. I was just so checked out. I so didn't give a shit and couldn't wait for it to be over and i i know that we're gonna have listeners who like love this movie or something and well let me just i know say that people love action movies that this is like the opposite of last week with twister when i said i remembered hating this movie and then i watched it and i'm like hey it wasn't that bad yeah total opposite it's what i what i expected kind of what i like would want going into a big blockbuster summer fun movie I mean, but okay. This one, yeah. I remember liking, and we watched it, and I was like, well, that's problematic. That's terribly problematic. That's horrible. This isn't yeah, funny. But when this, this is came boring. Out... So, my worry now is that in 1994, 1996, 94. I was both an idiot and an asshole. You were 16. I know. Which, so, yeah, I was an idiot right. and an asshole. I, well, I mean, kind of, but I think, you know, thinking back on it, Thinking about like what I would have thought of it at age sixteen, well, I wasn't into. You would this... have been so fucking bored. No, yeah, I, I wasn't into this kind of movie, but I think um, I did love Jamie Lee Curtis because I love her in A Fish Called Wanda, and so maybe I would have seen it because of that. And I loved Kindergarten Cop and Twins, so maybe I would have seen it because of that. Um, but I could see, I could see it being in the mid nineties for a sixteen year old kid being fun and entertaining i could see that like that's not weird to me um now if this movie came out now it would be like i mean not that movies like this don't come out all the time yeah because they do and we still have like the i mean (laughs) our whole fucking country still defines terrorism as acts that are done by people from the middle east so right i mean it's not far-fetched even now and this movie Um, did use that trope and that stereotype a lot but it also there's one line where the terrorists say you have killed our women and our children bombed our cities from afar like cowards and you dare to call us terrorists best line in the movie and it, that's the only part it's like well he's not wrong that was the only part that was like he's fucking right yeah, yeah. but you're like, this making is... him this crazy terrorist who right. literally Explodes a nuclear bomb in the Florida Keys. Everybody's cool with that. Apparently, it's not a big deal because they got everybody away from there. 
Well, no one was cool with it. What are you talking about? No, but they just brushed over it like it happened. And then they're like, okay, let's go get the other nuclear bombs. Yeah, but then he was attached to a missile somehow. Yeah, and there's no Arnold discussion of said, like, you're fired. Um, okay, well, I guess Southern Florida is now a like nuclear biohazard zone or something. I don't Well, I don't think you can. I, I mean, this is not a movie that you should think about much. No, and I don't want to think about it anymore. I know. So anyway, that wraps us up for this <laughs> no. week. There are a couple um, of sequences I want to talk about. Um, one, at the very beginning, he's chasing the terrorist. Yeah, you want to talk about the horse, huh? And the terrorist steals a motorcycle and rides it away through the city. And Arnold Schwarzenegger goes up to a horse cop, a mounted policeman, and sure. commandeers his horse and rides away. So they chase the, each other through the park, through the city. Because he's what a secret agent. I yeah. mean, obviously, cause... he works for the Omega Force, Jen. Yeah, and his wife like doesn't know. Right, she thinks he's Jamie a salesman or some. Shit. Is all dowdy and wears glasses, and her hair's curled on the ends. Yeah, and she looks awful. She wears big floofy dresses. It's um, hard to watch. Arnold Schwarzenegger is chasing him on a horse. He goes through a hotel, the Marriott Hotel in D.C. Uh, through the lobby, Arnold yeah. follows him on a horse. So you get you get multiple options of you know people checking in, people getting on the elevator, the band playing in the lounge, um, and they get to do two double takes. That's four takes as a motorcycle guy goes through. <gasps> what? And then a dude on a horse rides through. Oh my god, this uh-huh. is so crazy. Yeah, this is the point. I mean, when you describe it, I'm like, that sounds kind of funny or interesting. But like at the time, I was. Really bored. Well, it's because it took 47 minutes. That um, is my long. problem with action movies. They get in two different elevators on their mounts. Um, <laughs> there are two people in the elevator with mounts. Arnold and the horse. Um, they're those external elevators that are glass and you can see the city, you know, as you're going up. They get to the roof and terrorist guy jumps his motorcycle from the roof into a swimming pool. Another- on oh, another that's roof. right. It was a swimming pool. Arnold backs the horse up, uh-huh. sprints forward, yeah. and the horse, the smartest character in the movie, <laughs> stops <laughs> yeah. and throws Arnold. The horse Arnold. is like, fuck you. Yeah. I don't care what kind of accent you have. It's it's a lot. Your accent is a lot. Yeah. And no. So that's when jumping. he says to the horse, I had the guy. He was right there. What the hell were you thinking? I mean, I had the guy, and you let him get away. Look at me when I talk to you. What kind of a cop are you anyway? Speaking of Arnold's accent, they did have some cool spy gadgets in this movie, like little trackers they put in Jamie Lee Curtis's purse, some glasses that show video. They are you also talking about the voice changer had thing? a voice changer mm-hmm. that makes everyone sound the same. Yeah, but I and pointed this out, accents. and you were like, "No, it's because it, it's because it's voice changer." I was being sarcastic because it's r- ridiculous. Oh yeah, so he he's like. Uh, like what's something he said? He said like, You're in a lot of trouble, Mrs. Tasker, so I suggest you cooperate. If we want to know the most intimate details about your life, you better tell us. And the and voice comes that comes out is like, Mrs. Tasker. Do you love him, Mrs. Tasker? It was super dumb. Real bad. Just one of the many stupid things. Um, that just like, you. Can, I mean, okay, this is a movie that is not meant for thinking. Like, I feel like if you go back a couple weeks in our podcast... We watched Mission Impossible, right? And I talked about uh-huh. how I couldn't fucking follow that shit. They tried to make that 
uselessly complicated yeah. and, f- and hard to follow. And Twister was the opposite of that. Twister was easy to follow and was just like a pretty straightforward plot. Big wind come, I we follow. I honestly appreciated it because if that's, that's what a fucking blockbuster should be in my opinion. This one is sort of different from either of those mm-hmm. in that it didn't try to make any sense. I mean, it didn't try to... What am I trying to say? It felt more like Mission Impossible to me in that it felt like they had ideas for these big action sequences and they had to stitch together a plot around them. Okay, sure. but And the plot wasn't much. It was the typical like terrorists stole a nuclear weapon and they're holding... And they didn't explain it, though. I think with Mission Impossible, I just missed a lot. Like, I didn't get a lot of the details, but they actually do explain everything. In this one, it's like, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. It was a very generic plot. You didn't need to follow. Like, there's a terrorist. He's a secret agent. He's a badass. She's a fucking homely housewife who is going to take her clothes off. And that's it. Yeah, they they do throw in a B plot of like that's connected, but which was almost that almost won me over. Jamie Lee Curtis is contacted randomly by a guy in a restaurant who sees her. He's a used car salesman. Worst part of the movie. Worst part of the movie. Worst part of the movie is Bill Paxton's whole thing. And he uses this um, story that he's a secret agent to seduce women. Were you out on a mission? We say uh covert operation and this one will got a little rough I just guess so happens that's all it that he is. seduces a woman whose husband guess, really is a I guess a that's super all it spy. is but it's so stupid it's really why dumb. did they why did they make that the storyline why does he have to pretend to be well, a secret agent why couldn't he just be a dude who's trying to seduce her to be, in some other way it's like, supposed to be ironic and then he yeah but it doesn't work out that way no, it just is they like, don't pull it off no they, they don't they don't they could have made it much more interesting if they made the viewer wonder like oh is he another secret agent right. does he but they give it away immediately yeah, and it turns into this thing where arnold schwarzenegger misappropriates probably millions of dollars and to follow tons of resources to follow his wife because he thinks she's having an affair with us dude. scare this dude well yeah and then there's a whole i mean uh, there's a whole scene where it's like a jamie lee curtis striptease so he, was when like, he's interrogating her with a voice thing, he decides like, oh, she wants some excitement because he believes her. They didn't have sex and they she well, loves she her say, husband. This is the part, the only part of the movie I actually fucking related to or could get anything out of was her little speech in that room where she was like, <sighs> I needed to feel alive. I just wanted to do something outrageous. And it felt really good. Like, I totally relate to that impulse. And especially when you're living this life of, like, a wife and a mother and, you know, her... So he gives her a mission and is going to send her on some exciting things. And one of the things he makes her do is go to a hotel, dress sexy... And strip for this supposed contact that and no, but plant it doesn't. A bug. She doesn't. It doesn't say to strip. It says if the, he likes you, he'll tell you what to do. Yeah, and he just likes to watch. So she's gonna go there, and he's sitting in the room you in can the shadows. See him, it's her husband. <laughs> it's her fucking husband. It's Arnold. Tor- Arnold Schwarzenegger. Even if he was actually in the shadows, which he wasn't, you could clearly nope. see his face. Yep. Um. 
which I know they're doing so that the viewer can see it. But Stupid. even if he was in the shadows, it's Arnold no, fucking it Schwarzenegger. He's sitting like five feet oh. away from her and she gets like she strips down also, to a bra and a thong. Also, he's holding a tape recorder, so it's not his voice. It's yeah. the voice of somebody else. And he <laughs> can rewind and fast forward to precisely the right moment that he wants to play. Well, like yeah, it's that's basic absolutely spy school. ludicrous. I mean, that's a class you take in spy school, Jen. No, I can't Walkman skills. I can't do it. I can't I can't get down with it. I can't get down with any of it. And then it was and bad. Then, it was misogynistic. It was oh, awful. Just super awful. fucked up to do in a relationship. Yes. Sense. Yes. But then the real terrorists I mean, come in and they get. She got some excitement. I'll say oh, that. Oh yeah. But it, he should have just been like, "Hey, you need some excitement. Let's go do this thing together." And instead, he fucking manipulated her into stripping, and then I don't know. It like just made was her gross. really uncomfortable thinking she's doing this for a it's different really man gross. that she doesn't want to do. She already said that. Well, she wasn't uncomfortable. She was she did pretty not fucking uncomfortable. To be uncomfortable in that scene. Yeah, no, she was super uncomfortable. Disagree. She was. She started being well, more sexy and getting into it. In the beginning. But then at the end, she's like, he tells her, lie down on the bed. And she's like, you, they told me I, you, you only like, like to watch. watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's pissed right, off. Sure. She doesn't want to do anything oh, else. Yeah. And then, and then, she then he kicks comes him. over and says, he says, close your eyes. And he like takes a rose and rubs it on her. And then she, he kisses her, which is yeah. super fucked up. Right. He should at least let her know it's him before doing that. So but she beats he the fuck out of him with the telephone. Kicks, it's great. But I mean, is it great? Because because she yeah, he still that. doesn't know who oh, right. he is. <laughs> she, she beats yeah. up her own husband and leaves the room, somehow doesn't know who well, he is. Well, she starts to leave the room and he says, is then she he says, stupid? Helen. And she turns around and she's like, what? Is she stupid? And then it's the funniest part of the movie where the real terrorists come in and she's like, Harry, just let me take care of this. They're here for me. And he's like, be quiet, Helen. They're here for me. Right. Because she, so she doesn't know that he's... I mean, I did think that was a little funny that she thought she was like the target of the investigation. That was a little funny for I just, about five seconds. I really like Jamie Lee Curtis. I really and like her in A Fish Called boobs. Wanda. I like her in A Fish right. Called Wanda, period. Like she's great I in mean, A Fish I... Called Wanda. She was great in Knives Out. She's, oh, yeah, that's true. She's done a lot of other things. Yeah. And she was completely wasted in this film. And it was like, yeah, it was rude. Well, yeah, I mean. She's better than this is all I'm saying. She's funnier than this is the yes. thing, right? Like, that's what's so frustrating to me is like, sure, they used her sex appeal in that one scene, which is like, it was almost like Showgirls. Didn't I say this to you at yeah, the time? I was like, this is like fucking watching Showgirls. Like, it all of a sudden felt like that. Like, it was awkward like, and uncomfortable. Like, so bad. Yeah. Like, that level of bad. And, and it's supposed to be funny because she's she's awkward and she's well, like not dancing funny, sexy, kinda, but then but she it's starts not. getting sexy. It's, no, it's just so they can show Jamie Lee Curtis's body. Right. And and fine, I guess, but like the way they the way they did that was so I don't know. Yeah, I think it's insulting. It was and gross on a lot of levels. She's not funny yeah. in it. She's She's like the screaming hysterical like a, woman. Exactly. That has to be saved the whole time. And uh, yeah, I Except agree. For I think when they could have done more with her. She drops the gun. Oh my god! She drops the gun down the stairs. Okay, and it, as it goes I mean, down the stairs in slow mo, she <laughs> kills all the bad guys that are charging at them and saves. Her the day. reaction did make me laugh at that point, like because she was acting she was like good. such a fucking idiot, and it was. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. 
But this movie, uh, but it has so many different she tonal could, shifts. Like, why did she have to be so stupid? Like, why couldn't she be smarter, I right. guess, is my question. Like, if they would have made her smarter, they could have done so much of this movie. I actually thought, because Micah told me there was a big ending, so I thought, oh, maybe there's a twist. Maybe they're going to reveal that she's also an agent. But no, no, uh, it wasn't that. She's well, they could just... have done that. They could have had Bill Paxton actually be an agent. They could have done all right. sorts they of interesting tons things. Tons of stuff they could have done to make it interesting. At yeah. some point, but they didn't. Or make the like terrorist guy like an you know a CIA agent yeah. or like something. I don't know, but no, it was just really um, straightforward boring. and predictable and boring. Yeah. Too there, long. There are two big scenes at the end where he. He has to save his wife he and he has to, to save, save his daughter. Her because, out of a limo you know, that's going off women the gotta be saved. seven mile bridge in the Florida Keys. She's driving toward the bridge that's been blown up and he's in a helicopter and he reaches down and pulls her out in the limo. I mean, it's a good scene. I, you know, it's a good, like, it's save like her at the last minute the scene. The iconic True Lies scene. Tia Carrere dies in a yeah. horrible, fiery death. And, and then after that, he jumps in a Marine. Harrier, AVAP you were, Harrier. I, you were very excited about that. I jet. was fucking into Harriers when I was a kid. They're fucking cool. You're still into them. You, you turn me off. like, how cool is that jet, though? They can take off. <laughs> it's kind of cute. Straight up. And then they can like fly forward super fast and they have guns and stuff. I, I, okay. It's a vertical you know, takeoff jet. I it's know. Very... I know. And if I was a boy or some kind of, you know, other kind of dumb person, I would probably like that too. It's but also. I don't care. And I get that. This I'm just is kidding about the D-U-M-B word. A silly action movie, but they totally misuse that jet in this film. Like, it can't do any of the things that they make <laughs> it do. It can take off vertically, and it can fly forward, mm -hmm. and it can shoot guns, but it can't shoot for, like, a minute solid, which it does. <laughs> it can't hover like that for just hours on end. There's no way he could have done that while being stabbed and shot at. Yeah, by a guy on the plane. yeah. There was a whole yeah. It was a whole uh, thing. But well, he, and then he has to go to rescue his daughter. He flies up, rescues his daughter. She jumps they, down they and holds onto the front her. of the cockpit. They make her. The a terrorist hostage. jumps onto the plane as well, and he tips the plane. I and, wish we knew his name. He didn't even ha did he even have a name? He did. Oh, I yeah, think he it's did. Aziz. Really? Yep. Okay. Jihad. G Red Jihad or no? What was it? Jihad? Crimson Jihad. Crimson Jihad. Yeah. Hey, I was close though. So he falls off um, and onto like a Sidewinder missile or something, um, which somehow which when he fires, after, even though he's been firing missiles and guns from this thing forever, he has to, they show it like very slowly. He, Arnold Schwarzenegger flips up the master arm switch, um, which allows him to fire it. And then he fires the missile. And this missile that weighs probably less than the dude that's hanging onto it mm -hmm. and is designed to shoot forward, <laughs> carrying the weight of the missile only, Somehow <laughs> shoots directly straight through a building that <laughs> mm -hmm. they've blown up beforehand into a helicopter on the other side of the building, which and blows up all the terrorists. Be, yeah, with the terror and a nuclear planned. fucking weapon. No, uh, the nuclear weapon was in the building at that point. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? Is the thing. Who cares? So then he lands the Harrier, and they all walk away, and they're happy. I mean, and then I... a year later, you want to talk about the prologue? No, because I don't remember it. Um, well, I remember that Jamie Lee Curtis's hair was long. Oh, I do remember. It was sweet, actually. Because a year because went by. It brought their family together. They're now a close family. It before this, it showed her wearing real ugly cardigans and shit, and at dinner with their teenage daughter who never said shit, and then left the dinner table. And yeah. they're just like, you know, it's sort of like the American Beauty family, only 
not as good as that. Yeah. But a year later, she's wearing better clothes and their daughter is like engaging with them. They're like playing mm-hmm. a game at the table. They're playing, they're doing thumb wars is what they're doing at the table. Well, yeah, he's he's doing thumb wars against One, both of them. One, two, three, four. Ha, ha, ha. And then he does his trademark like psychotic fucking smile. <laughs> yeah. Where his lips get pulled back in a way that human lips can't get pulled back from teeth. And you can see all it's of true. his he teeth looks at once. Really crazy and his eyes sometimes. Get big and he laughs. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is that like a being from Austria thing? I don't think it I is. Is the I... thing it's the same way I feel about his accent. It's like is is your accent really exactly the same as it's been for forty years? Is that how that works? Yeah. Or would it improve actually I'm seriously no. asking a question? Like if it's a weird combination of the Austrian accent is known no, Micah, by linguists as the most Micah. persistent and especially when the person <laughs> takes steroids for Don't 40 be years. Stupid, Micah. I'm asking a serious question I about think accents. I think it's part of his trademark. I think it is too. I think and that he's he... just hung on to it. I also think that he doesn't have I was going to say a lot of, but I'm going to say he doesn't have any range. <laughs> acting wise no no he's not an actor i mean he is but he was a fucking bodybuilder that's what he yeah, was but he like, is an actor he's one of the like no i know highest grossing actors of our lifetime i know but like unfortunately actor in quotes like he plays an action hero and he plays he's arnold schwarzenegger because he's you know buff and like and he is he does have charisma like yeah. i'll give him that he, and he, he says does. jokes i mean sort of yeah, in the way I, that Willie and Ethel says jokes. This is why I like the movie Twins, though, which honestly I haven't seen since I was like eight. So don't hold me to this. <laughs> but I did love that movie as a kid. He wasn't just like an action hero in that, or was he? Well, he does like pick up a car and do other stuff. Okay, but they, I mean they always oh, they're, yeah yeah even yeah. when he's in a movie and he's not like that's his whole thing fucking commando. No, but what about Kindergarten Cop? Wasn't huge. like that. Well, he's a cop, and he does he does crazy things. And he's supposed and... to be funny because he's like this big yeah. tough cop, but like that's the joke. I don't know. I feel yeah. like he's a little bit different. He always does some like feat of strength in his movies, even when he's just supposed to be a dude. There's something like exactly. Jingle All the that's Way. He's he just is. like that's a guy that wants a toy for his kid, but he's he just happens to be fucking massive. That's I mean, exactly my point. Is that he he's an actor technically, but he's not really. He doesn't have to do that much acting. If his movies were more realistic, like 90% of the running time would just be watching him pump iron and stay fit. Because <laughs> how do you have a 40-hour-a-week job and a family and kids? Like Hans and Franz. And like you're just super ripped all the time? Hans and Franz from SNL are based on him, right? We're here to pump you up. Uh they were really funny, and I think he does have a sense. I think he does have a sense of humor about oh, himself. Oh, absolutely! And, and like, I I appreciate that very much. But he found a sweet gig, and he hasn't had to work too God, hard. He found a sweet. I mean, he, fucking gig. He does some stunts, and he. I'm not saying he doesn't work hard. I'm just saying he's not. No, no, no. That's never, not what hard work is. He never took a role that stretched him that I know of. Maybe I mean Junior, I said the one where he gets cop, pregnant. Didn't I? Didn't that stretched I? his belly. Can we just watch A Fish Called Wanda? Fuck, I wish that was in our timeline, except I've seen it probably 30 times, and I don't care. I will watch that movie with you, and I will quote every fucking line, and it'll be great. Well, yeah, the movie will be great. Yeah, exactly. My That's experience my point. won't be great with you yeah. quoting the movie Whatever, next to me. because you love it. Jen, if I wanted that, I would just listen to your other podcast. Uh... Uh, which is called what again? I think it's also called I Never Saw Quoting That. Quoting movies along with Jen. Jen saying movies. No, it's not called 
It is not called I Never Saw That. That wouldn't make any sense. It's it's more like I've seen that 20 million times. Ah, uh, yeah. And I can recite it. And the movies in there, um, so far, the episodes, um, I haven't released them yet, but the episodes I've done are um, The Breakfast Club, Say Anything, um, and uh, I'm working on A Fish Called Wanda next. Are you just listing these for the people? You want somebody to create the wiki now before you get the podcast I just out? Want, just get a head I want start? people to get excited oh, you know, about okay. this podcast I'm going to do. Okay. I need to hear from the people, though. I really need to hear from you all about, like, you know... How excited are you about that podcast? Like the people, as in plural. Like basically, should like I release those episodes, more than one? or or actually make them? Or um, I think that's a big assumption. Yeah, so that's what I'm asking. Maybe the person. So anyway, if you love True Lies, I apologize. I I do. I don't. Why? It's fine to no, love True I Lies. Don't... You don't have to apologize for shitting on a movie that someone likes. I don't. No, you don't I have. Mean... It's not like we personally said, "Hey, Jim." You suck because we think this movie sucks. Well, no, but you know, there's, I think that's a simplified, I, I think that's a simplified um, way of looking at it, my God. I, I, I think any I reasonable person honestly, that loves True Lies is also very aware of, of the problematic elements and how shitty it is. Okay, maybe. But I also think, like, I don't, I don't love, Okay, sometimes if we watch a movie that's just bad and we know it's just bad going into it, it's fun to just say bad things. But, um, you know, from the beginning of this podcast, like our first episode was Cool Runnings, which isn't even in our fucking timeline. But I loved it so much. We don't follow the fucking rules, man. We do what we want. No, we do what the fuck we want because it's our podcast. But I had a very... I love that episode still. I really do love that episode. And I had a really um, sort of like bright-eyed and... Uh, bushy-tailed view of of this whole thing where her tail was super bushy back yeah, then. You guys, okay, gross. Um, where I'm like, I'm gonna try to go into this totally open-mindedly, as if because I missed this stuff at ages yeah. 16 through 18, right? So as if I were 16 through 18, which is impossible to do as a 44 year old person. I wasn't 44 when we started this podcast. In fact, I was 39. No. We've been doing this for a while, yeah. What? You know how I remember that? Is what a young, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed little person you were. You know how I remember that? Is because we watched um, <laughs> Batman Forever the night before my birthday. And so I remember... <laughs> you were going to turn... Thinking, I have spent the last few hours of my 30s watching this fucking movie. <laughs> Speaking of a piece of shit movie, Jesus Christ, that one's, yeah. oh God. And see, I think it's okay and more genuine and sincere to shit on a movie once in a while, especially <laughs> when it's problematic and no, when it's sure. like mean, misogynistic one's, one's and sexist bad. and racist it's real and bad. Yeah, xenophobic yeah, yeah. and of course, of course. jingoistic. No, I agree. Should I keep going? No, I we get it. We get it. No, I do agree with that. Of course. I just, I just, I also, I, I, I want to, I try to go into these things like, pretty open-minded you know as open-mindedly as i can and um like i'm always trying to look for something good in them like i did not start this podcast to to be ironic or to be like shitting on everything we watch yeah. or, or talk about you know what i mean so it's um and it's hard with big summer blockbusters which is what we've been doing yeah. you know they're easier to tear apart because there's so much to tear apart but anyway, I would I would love to go back to watching something that's like a little better. 
than this, (laughs) I guess, is what I'm saying. Well, the other movie we talked about watching that we've said is Die Hard with a Vengeance. So, uh, I'm a little scared. I don't know. I'm a little scared. I can appreciate Die Hard, but again, that's actually one. I mean, we could do an episode on that because I never watched it as a kid. Like, yeah, I see that movie full on as as me now, and I I don't have the nostalgia that other people have for it. I think it's important to stick I to. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Our timeline most of the time. No, 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 for but sure. No, my point is just. We watched Groundhog Day four or five times. Well, that was so. for a special because. But no, my, I'm not saying we're going to do Die Hard. I'm just saying my point is that I never saw it. And seeing things for the first time in your 40s is very different than seeing them for the first time in your teens, and especially your teens in the fucking 90s, right? So. I'm just acknowledging that and saying, like, that's that is what this podcast is, is like, I don't have the nostalgia that other people have for these movies that they saw when they were teens or depending on how old our audience is. Right. Or some of our audience was probably like zero years old in this game. And out. now in a lot of cases, I don't have the nostalgia for them either because I watch them and they suck. Right. So it ruined the nostalgia for you is what <laughs> you mean. Oh, that's sad, I, though. A I actually bit. didn't remember 90% of this movie. I remember the limo scene. Yeah. I remember the Harrier at the end. I think I remember him no, talking to a horse. No, that makes sense to me, though, because there isn't anything to this movie. The rest movie. of it is very generic. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could see you remembering, like, the striptease and the last couple scenes. And, and honestly, one more thing I have to say. Another thing they wasted in this film, a location in this film, they filmed it there, I believe, because I don't know how else you'd fake it. And it was set there, and it was discussed a bunch. The fucking Florida Keys. Oh, I are know. beautiful we never and got unique to see any and amazing and interesting. Yeah. All they showed was the fucking bridge. I know, it's it true. Just, it proves that all they wanted to do was stitch together these action yeah. sequences that they planned. Like, how do you go all the way to the Florida Keys? It's fucking gorgeous. It is gorgeous. We went there. And it's so unique. And all they really show is the inside beautiful. of a shitty warehouse, yeah, yeah. some palm trees, yeah. and the Seven no, Mile Bridge. No, it had nothing to do with any of that. It just The only reason they made it in the Florida Keys was because... It's far enough away from people so they could detonate a nuclear bomb? No, because the terrorists could sneak in via the keys, right? Didn't they talk about that? How, like, they didn't have to go through any customs or anything because they came through, I don't know, whatever. Because it's remote and it's the edge of the country. Right. Um, Way to go, James Cameron. Give a bunch of terrorists ideas now. Jesus, James Cameron. I forgot again that it was James Cameron. Yeah, anyway, I wish I had, I don't know, I wish I had something else interesting in Miami, to say about this movie. It was supposedly in Miami, too, and we didn't get to see any of that except a building that was under yeah, construction. Yeah, like, the keys are gorgeous, and Miami is cool and, like, art deco, you know, like... Yeah, we didn't see any of that. Uh, no, there was none of that in this movie. Nothing beautiful, really. Was there anything beautiful in Montana when you were there, yeah, Jen? Yeah, I knew you were going to... Totally smooth segue. There was a lot of beautiful stuff in Montana. It was a beautiful place. I hear it still is. I was imprisoned between two mountain ranges, you know, so. Literally and figuratively? What do you mean? Or just literally, I guess. I don't understand the question. I don't either. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I have a lot to say about Montana this week. I've felt oddly distant from it lately. And I don't know if it's because I'm just getting older and it's getting and and it I don't think that's it because it kind of comes and goes like the memories and all that. But like I 
I was very connected to it while I was writing about it. And I haven't been writing about it lately because I wrote um, the first draft of a book about it. And what I can say is yesterday I got a request, um, which is the second request for a manuscript. So congratulations. It's exciting. If it's ever a book that's we, out there, we, we will all, we will obviously <laughs> let you know. I think, but I think, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel, we, I feel distant from it. We also had several guests on who yeah, you hadn't a few spoken to ago, or yeah. seen in, yeah. since maybe you were there in some maybe cases. Maybe it's like somehow my body and brain's like trauma response to kind of You're like, separate for yeah. a while, for a little bit. You're I, kind of transitioning through some things. And then we also have watched a bunch of movies that it's really hard to connect anything re- to I mean, and they're nonsense. <laughs> yeah. There's not a whole lot of emotional yeah. depth. Yeah, that's right. So. That is also true. But yeah, like when I think about it, I'm like, God, it just feels it just feels really distant right now. So that's fine. That's where that's where it is. And I know it won't always feel like that because it's you know, when you go through stuff like that, it's always it doesn't really fade. It I mean, of course it fades. Like I don't remember my memories are, you know, I have specific memories and then I forget most of it, yeah. I'm sure, you know, but But then um, things bring up certain feelings yeah. or you're reminded of things well, and, and it and just if, goes through cycles kind of whenever i go back to the book which will happen you know and then i'll be like right in it again you know yeah and you're also so, dealing with other things in your life that are very yeah much more stressful and take more focus and engagement yeah so, i probably can't process like everything like i probably can't process like my dad being in a memory care facility uh and Montana maybe at the same time also because of the way that my dad is connected to that yeah yeah so yeah so that sums up true lies and um yeah I we hope you'll stick with us for die hard with a vengeance I think that might be the last one that I can handle in a row yeah I will say for true lies that the the title is very clever and works on several different different levels how so it's just i mean there's a lot it's like an onion gen yeah, there's a lot of things there peel just it like for if me. you peel it back it's just it uh-huh. works on this level and yeah, on what, another like, give level me one level give me a couple levels like or... multiple you know yeah like what there's just spies and deceit and different spies so and that's people lies. that aren't spies uh-huh. and, what's the true and spies and he's where's a spy. the true what's the true part he's a spy that's not i mean that is true he is a spy no but that's is that but he lies about it, and then there's another spy that isn't a spy who lies about being a spy. Oh, and then there's but that's not just that all the lies that they have sense, to like, do to be lies? a spy. No, and it's true that he's a spy. Just you so know, thank levels. you for listening so much, and uh, we really appreciate it. We appreciate you this very, is the kind of very analysis much. They come for you know this is what you this is what you come for, and what you stay for is I don't know. That's what she I, said. Oh, okay. Is this our That's What She Said episode? I don't. Let's never do it again. Uh, So, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, Those of you out there listening, uh, we appreciate it so much. Thanks to our patrons. Really, like, um, if you want to be a hero and you think that this show is worth, you know, I don't know, a dollar an episode or whatever, uh, you could also become a patron. Um, but in addition, thanks to Graham McRae for our artwork. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff. Thanks to Minus Violet for our music. Until next time, see, see you in the, the 90s. 90s. Get down to the limo! Come on! Take it down! Let's go! Get down!
fight. <laughs> 